You won't find them in the club Cause they are all up in the pub They're our favorite nerds They're the Twisted Sisters You may like them, you may not But you should probably give them a shot They have the greatest words They're the Twisted Sisters What's up, Twisters? Hey. Hi. Hey. So it's me, Becky, and Callie and Casey tonight. That always sounds um, so weird because my sister's name is Casey. So it's like <laughs> Callie and Casey. No. <laughs> um, I think I probably should go ahead and do a little announcement. I don't know that I have actually said this out specifically, but um, so like Callie took a break. Um, uh, a few months ago, um, Amanda's taking a break now, so um, we're gonna have a co-host to cover for Amanda for a while. Um, uh, Casey, you're you're just here for March. You don't have to worry. Like, don't freak <laughs> out. We're not keeping you longer. I'm gonna you need want a desk to. and <laughs> yeah. a chair, ergonomic <laughs> keyboard. This this, this ch- old changing table slash recliner setup's not gonna work. Bet <laughs> mm-hmm. <I bet> not. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so just so everyone knows that um, Amanda's going to be taking a break for a few months. Um, also, an undetermined length. So we'll let you know when um, more, as we know. So, um, okay. So, ladies, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'll go. Let's see. Okay. I am having that um, that Schoffenhofer. Oh, yeah. Beer. That's um, it's a grapefruit beer. That I said I needed to put some uh, vodka in it because <laughs> it's you? only like two point five percent. But I just did down a whole glass of wine before that, so I think I'm okay. Okay, oh, yeah. you're good. Yeah, you're loose. I'm loose. I'm good. I might put some vodka in it later. We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> nice. We'll see how the night goes. Yeah. Well, I have a sad, sad revelation. Uh. Alcohol definitely triggers my migraines, and I spent all of January and all of February with a constant migraine. And when I say migraine, I mean, like, debilitated. I went into the urgent care twice, and they give you, like, these shots in your hip. (laughs) I'm scared of needles anyway. But I was like, give me the shot! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and and those things, yeah, but those shots, man, they would take me out for, like, 16 hours. I would sleep 16 hours straight. I can't do that. I got three kids. Yeah. I got a full time job. I got a husband. I got a house that's going into the. It it looks like a bomb went off in it. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, I can't drink. I can't. Oh. I mean, okay. I maybe someday I'll be able to have a sip of wine, but I I really cannot drink anymore. So I'm drinking ginger ale and pretending like it's wine. I'm sorry, it's not the same thing. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I'm I'm super depressed right now. I feel like I I'm losing a friend. Just need to find <laughs> yeah. An alternative. I yeah, the alternative, uh, you know, might be ibuprofen. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. prescription. Get prescription strength. Yeah. <laughs> prescription strength. <laughs> we'll call Doctor Dan. I know. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends was like, "Oh, you have migraines? Here, try this." And she gave me some pill, which of course I just took because I was in so desperate to try to get rid of the migraines. I just started mm-hmm. taking them, and they worked great. 
And I was like, what is this? She goes, oh, I'm not going to tell you. It's not legal in the U.S. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what it was, but it was awesome. You just see, but I live in Colorado. Everything's single here. Yeah. So, (laughs) anywho, something's floating around in there. I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) Not even the Colorado part of the U.S., huh? Yeah, not even that, I guess. Oh, that was a really long answer. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, it's like Darcy not being able to drink. Callie can't drink either. No. Sad. But. Ginger ale, peeps. Ginger oh. ale. Well, I this week I have a mule. I have a um, a Kentucky mule. I have yep. some um, bourbon, ginger beer, and lime. Yum. Yep. So good. I love ginger beer. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's got alcohol in it or, or not. Callie, you should start drinking non-alcoholic ginger beer. It's yeah. just as good. It's not ginger ale. What's the difference? It's spicier. It's, yeah, it's got like it's got more of a bite to it, so it mm-hmm. almost feels like you're drinking. Can you get not. ginger beer in Colorado? <laughs> I don't yeah, know you can get absolutely. That. I got it in Oklahoma, so surely you can get it in Colorado. All right, yeah. I'll have to hunt because we down. can't get anything here. Yeah, they make now ginger beer just like anything else. It's you can get alcoholic versions or non-alcoholic versions. Oh, okay. I'll have to like check that mixer. out for sure because I love yeah. spicy. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Um, there's a I guess it's technically a ginger beer in Kenya that I would get all the time called Stony Tangoweezy, and I think Tangoweezy must be what it, the word for ginger. Um, but it's so strong. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. So, um, okay. What are you fangirling about tonight? Wait, what are you drinking? Did you already tell us and I missed it? I did. It? Uh, Kentucky Mule. Oh, yeah. Kentucky Mule. Sorry. Yeah. It was so. short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a big, long description of it. <laughs> what it's kind? What do you bourbon. Have bourbon? What kind of bourbon? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's bourbon. It's a uh, bullet. Oh, there you go. Yum. Yeah. yeah. So, fangirling. Oh, fangirling. What do you got? I don't know. Who yeah. goes first? Anyway. Me? Sure. I'll jump in. Go. Do it. Um, I binged that Everything Sucks mm-hmm. on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't binged anything in a while. That was good. Uh, I'm totally a 90s girl. Mm. Uh, the I guy agree. that had, he was on the news, the morning announcements. Uh-huh. Yes. Had the same haircut that my husband had, the little mushroom thing. Nice. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I was cracking up. And all the Oasis and all, that's all, that's all my thing. Nice. So I enjoyed that a lot. And then um, I watched some with my daughter, my 13-year-old, you know, uh-huh. and she was talking about middle school and how it all is the same. It's not changed that much. So that was, that was neat. Yeah. Huh. I was in, I was in theater in high school and we had the, um, I, I wasn't on the um, video announcements, but we had those. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the people I um, was in theater with were on that. So I was like, oh my gosh, yes, it's exactly the same. Like all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was in drama, but that cured me of wanting to be in drama. (laughs) No more drama. And my daughter's in drama now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, and we've been watching Atlanta. The show, uh, the show Mm -hmm. with, um, was it Donald Glover? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. You know, being in Atlanta, my husband decided that we needed to watch Atlanta, so we've been watching that every night, and that's so good. Mm. Oh, my gosh. He's so talented. I almost have a crush on Donald Glover now. He's (laughs) awesome. Have you seen his stand-up? No. He has stand-up on Netflix. All right. Mm. After we're done with with Atlanta, we'll be watching stand-up. 
So speaking of the 90s, yeah. Uh-huh. Um I was watching Relic Hunter, which is a 90s show mm-hmm. with um hold on. Well, like the character's name is Sydney Fox, but it's Tia Carrere who plays that. What was the name of the show? Uh Relic nope. Hunter. Okay. So it's like an old sort of like female version of of Indiana Jones. It's kind of cheesy TV show, but um I don't know. I like it because she's a strong, kick-ass woman, and she's not really going to take any crap from anybody. I like it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, She makes me happy, and she just, like, I don't know. I just like her for some reason. I think she's so normal. What was I saying, Becky? She's normal. Like, she has normal Mm -hmm. legs, I think. Like, in the first few episodes, I think she's... She's not, like, super skinny. She's, like... like a she has like body type. normal body type and all of that. I mean, she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. no doubt, but she has like a normal body. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I like her. She's normal. Um, mm-hmm. So I watched a bunch of those. Um, haven't really gotten all the way through it because the writing is subpar, to say the least. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to watch the entire thing. But I do like the character a lot. Um it's a toughie to binge, though. But I did binge Versailles. I don't know if anyone's seen Versailles, which is a one that's on Amazon Prime. And it's a pretty good one. I blew through that, two seasons of it, and I think they're going to bring it back. So that's about Louis XIV and his building of Versailles as the like center of France during his reign. And yeah. it's very similar to any other monarch, like... Um, uh, what was that one about the uh, the Tudors? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's a I lot like tu- the Tudors. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot like that. Yeah, and, just French, uh, just French, English. Yeah, but... I watched all the Tudors. What's that guy's name that played he- Henry VIII? Um, Can't stand him, John. Uh, Shoot, he yeah, showed up recently, John. Huh? I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. Uh, I need to look it up. He just showed up because I was I watched uh, was all in love with Vikings mm-hmm. on the History Channel. Yeah, yeah. And he showed up in this last season and killed it for me. Oh. I just can't. I just yeah. Okay, so you know the guy that they kidnapped from the English shores and was like their whatever. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, Adelwhite. Ca- yeah. Yeah. Athelstan. Athelstan or Athelstan. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the guy who plays uh, Louis the Fourteenth. Oh, in Versailles. See, it's all connected. What do you know? Yeah, they all, all know each other. They all, well, you know. <laughs> Hollywood's a Is it, is small it all world. done like by the BBC? Because the BBC like has 14 actors and so they just I know, like right? yeah. it's not done by the BBC. It's a Canadian French French Canadian okay. put together show. But it's, it's I mean the costumes are amazing and the sets are mm-hmm. awesome because you know, I think they're filming it at Versailles. It's ridiculously cool. I just I thought it was really good. So anyway, I liked it a lot because and i thought it was super timely that i was binging it the last two weeks because hen uh henry the eighth and got me all confused louis the 14th's brother was transgender um transgender or cross i don't actually well well. so at the time like could have been transgender but they didn't have the ability to transition then so like you would just have to Right. Dressed as a so he was a cross born, dresser, born male, dressed as a woman, dressed as a woman. Okay, but he was you know a warlord at the same time. So I mean, it's not like he yeah. gave up on his you know 
right to do the things that men did back then. Mm -hmm. But he had a male lover. He also had a wife, two wives, Mm -hmm. actually, and lots of children by those Mm -hmm. wives out of duty, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I love the way they portray him and his wives and the whole thing in the show, which is kind of weird for me because I've never been like a huge fan of that particular storyline in a lot of other shows. But this one does such a good job with it. And I just was like... I just like it so much. It was so good. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, like, oh yeah, I, just I love it was historical so dramas. Good. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Any of that stuff, have to check it out. So yeah, it's a it's a good one. Cool, binge worthy for sure. And there's two seasons, so okay, I'll check that out too. Um, I have two. Um, the first one is um, Mattel is um making uh barbies um based off of different uh, yeah. uh women Historical yeah characters yeah <laughs> yeah um strong women from the past and also even um living ones too though um i don't think the ones like the um current day women are going to be like sold um i think it's just going to be like they might each get one of themselves mm-hmm. and then like there might be um um a uh like maybe a display copy or something like what but um but yeah they have um so the ones that are going to be sold soon um are Frida Kahlo um Amelia Earhart and Katherine Johnson Mm -hmm. um and uh, if you don't know who Katherine Johnson is I think most people know the other two but if you don't know who Katherine Johnson is she is um one of the women from the movie Hidden Figures so she was um a let me see here a mathematician she just is, she is a mathematician who they made a movie about <laughs> yeah i mean she's, <laughs> she's, a, she's a actually still alive movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you you Sorry, probably Becky. know of her from the movie however the yeah. movie is based on her life right um, what she actually did correct yes that is exactly right kelly um and actually she's still alive she's 99 yeah um but um yes yeah, so um she helped to she helped NASA. I mean, she calculated dozens of trajectories for NASA, including um, the trajectory of the 1969 Apollo 11 flight to the moon. So she was right. instrumental in that happening. Um, so, and if you haven't seen that movie yet, you should, because it is exceptional. Yes, absolutely. Um, and she actually worked closely with Mattel to create her doll and ensure it looked as much like her as possible, which oh. I love. <laughs> So, um, and then, um, there are various other, um, women who are still active in their, um, their field. So like, she's not still active in her field, though she is still alive, but, um, there are other women who are still active in their fields who I don't think they're going to be selling their dolls. Um, but so like a whole list of ladies like Chloe Kim, um, who's an American snowboarder, um, have... Let's see who else here. Um, some, let's see here. We've got uh, a chef, um, a volleyball player, um, a designer and entrepreneur, um, a tennis player. No, boxing, boxing, a boxer. Um, very, just like various um, mm-hmm. women. Uh, Bindi Irwin is actually in oh, B1 cool. as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
That's awesome. Um, so I'll we'll link to that. Um, my other one is um, there was a um, a thing that came out today on um, Vice, and it is a hundred easy ways to make women's lives easier. Um, and we'll link to this too, but, um, it's just tips like, let's see here. Um, before explaining something to a woman, ask yourself if she might already understand. She may know, know more about it than you do. <laughs> um, related, never, ever try to explain feminism to a woman. <laughs> um, then, um, trans women are women. Repeat that until you perish. Respect people's pronouns. It's not hard. So just mm. things like that. It's great. Um, so I'll link to that too. But it's um, just 100 tips for how you can, I mean, it does sound like um, it's directed toward men, but it's good advice for everyone, really. Because I'd say the ones that seem to be directed toward men are especially the ones that are talking about emotional labor. Um, and so it's like how much emotional labor are you actually taking on? How much? of the household work you're taking on, but, um, all of them are good for, um, everyone. So yeah, those were really my two. Well, I think we can get into the unraveling then. For our unraveling today, we have with us uh, Kira and Christina Wirtz. Hello, ladies. Hi. Nice to um, have you here with us. Um, Kira and Christina are um, a married couple, and um, Kira is currently transitioning from male to female. And so we wanted to talk with them about their journey through this um, and just, I mean, all of that and hear their story and... um, let you all hear that. So, um, I guess we'll start off with, um, how long have you been married and how'd you meet? So kind of all that stuff. Uh, we've been married 12 years last October and we actually met online Okay. through live journal. Are y'all familiar with live journal? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of back in the day. That was pre-Facebook. Back in the day, right? (laughs) Yeah. That was July of 2005. Mm-hmm. that we met yeah. and she was in Hawaii and I was here in Oklahoma city and we just kind of talked online, text message, email, phone. And three months later I flew out there and we got married like what, four, days, four later. days later. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Everybody's like, Oh, it's so <laughs> serendipitous. You know, just four days of knowing each other and just, Bam. Yeah. Or they're all shocked your marriage didn't fall apart, and they're even more shocked that the marriage didn't fall apart after I came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, so <laughs> did I hear that right? Like, it was four days after you started well, talking, no, we, or four, four days after you met in person? Four in days person, after we right. met in person. Okay, okay. I landed sure. on a Friday afternoon, and we got married Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Tuesday after. But, yeah. But you already bonded. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We spent three months on uh, doing the, the text, the email, the phone calls. I, I, I had a, a T-Mobile phone that had a timer on it, okay. and it was the strangest phenomenon. I'd be on the phone with her for exactly four hours and four seconds, and that phone would always hang up. 
at the exact same time. I don't know what T-Mobile just had a hiccup at four hours. And, you know, because she, she got the same network and we could just talk forever. Um, so, yeah, we spent a lot of time getting to know each other that way. Yeah. So is four your lucky number? <clears throat> four <laughs> hours and four minutes and four days? There you go. <laughs> Maybe we should Maybe play that with be. the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'd win. For sure. Um. So... Okay, so then um, what was the, I guess, go through, like, your coming out story then. Um, oh. <clears throat> how, did, <laughs> how recently? I, I and... don't know how, I mean, um, geez, you might want to work back into self-discovery because, sure. you know, we, mm-hmm. we'd have, like a, like, a ton of, like, marital problems, I mean, okay. for, like, a really right. long time. But, you know, we had that honeymoon period, which was freaking amazing mm-hmm. uh, after we got married um we were going to live in hawaii but then we moved to arizona just because you know hawaii is so expensive it would have involved us both having two full-time jobs we would have been divorced real quick so we moved to arizona um we weren't near family for either of us so um we lived there for two years we were there for two years mm-hmm. and it was just like really good we got to be very dependent on each other so it was um probably the best part of our marriage because it allowed us to actually get to know each other, like, physically, like, you know. Without the family getting in the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's yes. how all relationships should be, you know, away yes. from the family. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it was awesome, but she missed her family. And then after two years in Arizona, we moved back here. And it seemed like that's kind of where things kind of went awry, you know. Um, the honeymoon period had ended. And um, some of the things that, you know, we used to do, we weren't doing. And. I uh I opened up to her in I want to say oh seven I want to no no it was later than that later enough two thousand and eight I think is when I said I might I thought I was bisexual and you know I I should I should be allowed to like experiment mm. and. Pretty much everything after that went off the rails. <laughs> and you can understand why. Um, it would be very hurtful if your yeah. spouse said, hey, um, I need something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did. and but, but we had a lot of problems after that. And really, that was a manifestation of me just trying to feel my own femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I never did uh, go off and do anything. I've always been monogamous. Mm-hmm. And... But what was lacking and what what ended up happening was I started to cover up with a very bad alcohol problem. And I started, Mm. um, I I think at the end it was, I was drinking like two whole boxes a week. Box wine. You know what? Hey. We talked about that last week. So that's what, uh, eight bottles about. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Don't make me do the math. (laughs) Jeez. But yeah, it was, it was excessive. And, um, you know, when I would get really inebriated, I would tell, you know, her things, you, you, know, you can go ahead and tell them what I would say that, that wouldn't make sense to you, but it was strange. Basically just that, uh, she felt feminine and just wanted to be able to like kind of express her more feminine side. And of course I'm like, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Basically, my sister was getting married, and uh, I think that she kind of 
I don't know. I mean, she just sat me down one evening and... <clears throat> that wasn't a catalyst for it. It's just that, you know, when she said that you really have to give up your, this drinking problem, get yourself sorted out, you know, and she'd already, like, told me what I was saying when I was really wasted, um, you know, I had to really look back. And, you know, these were feelings that I'd had as a child, um, but I'd repressed them. I should be telling this story because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you weren't around. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I, mean were, I don't no, know what was going on in your head. You weren't around when I was a child, but... Um, yeah, I'd held on to this, you know, since the age of six and I'm not even sure I've actually really told you this, but the reason why I know I was like six is because in the first grade, mm -hmm. um, I, I was like wearing pads to school. That's, okay. it's, it's embarrassing. I, I've, I've only shared that with a few people and now the internet knows. Um, but, um, that's there's, how I, there's just <clears throat> us. It's, it's fine. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> We, we don't have millions of followers yet. So it's, okay. It's, it's, but it's no, a so, tiny podcast. So, yeah. But no, so basically, and the reason I bring up my sister's wedding mm -hmm. is because we had her like bridal brunch mm -hmm. and she wanted to go. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it's just going to be a bunch of women. Surprise. Mm -hmm. And then later that evening, she just kind of sat me down after dinner and says, there's something I need to tell you. Mm-hmm. I thought she was either going to say I'm gay or I want a divorce, and mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. it was neither one of those things. It was uh, I'm transgender and I'm going to transition. It was pretty much just mm -hmm. kind of very matter of fact, and yeah, it was not. It was neither uh, one, but it was still um, as disruptive it to was. your life. It was because you know I'm sitting across the table from a very masculine-looking individual. Mm -hmm. Covered in tattoos and shaved head and a beard. And, you know, I'm like, what do you mean that you're transgender? Mm -hmm. And I I knew what it was, but I but yeah I couldn't wrap my head. I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah. Okay. She yeah. had this funny <laughs> moment because she sells all these like creams and uh, lotions and stuff, and she takes me down to the hall into the bathroom, and she's like, she literally thought that like I was just like having a lot of like feminine free time mm -hmm. when I wasn't around and playing with all of her lotions. She goes, "What is this lotion? And what is it used for? Where do you, what part of the body is it for?" And it's like, I don't. I, know. I was giving her like a woman quiz on like. <laughs> she's like, if, you, if you're really a girl, you know this. No, I don't. I no. I wasn't experimenting with makeup. I'd never even really touched makeup. Mm -hmm. um, probably just a little light cross dress prior, but you know, um, I really hit it, especially for myself, really. Mm -hmm. um, so, thinking back, do you think that your um, the the issues that you had in your marriage um, earlier were because you were not feeling like because your outside and inside were not matching and Absolutely. so you were not able to be yourself with Christina. Yeah, there's 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 elements to our marriage that we're not going to discuss here. No, no. <laughs> yes, no, no. That's fine. We we don't need any of that. But yeah. But but she's she's well aware of of the the feminine aspect that that probably would have clued her into it a lot sooner. But um yeah, it was always there and in retrospect a lot of things are always obvious. Um, there's, there's always a little clue. And actually I'm going to, I'm going to write a blog about it. I'm going to, I'm going to entitle it. Um, the evidence was piling up. That's yeah. what I'm going to entitle that one. Mm -hmm. Um, it just seems like there was a bunch of like small things that, you know, you, you might dismiss, but once you take them all and look at the mm. big, 
the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, looking back now, there were things that I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Of course, at the time, you're just thinking that it's just something quirky and weird, and you just kind of brush it off and don't really think too much about it, but, yeah. Yeah, not until you can... Yeah. Not until you have all the pieces, and then later you're like, yeah. okay. You know, and I've often said, looking back now, Kira was always in our marriage. I just didn't realize it mm. until she came out, so then everything just kind of made sense at that point. Didn't make it easy, but, you know, you get through it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, when did... um. When did you, when was that um, conversation, the, uh, your, so your sister's wedding? That was, uh, uh, August 27th, 2016. Okay. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. So I've got it on my phone every time because it's like my, my coming out anniversary. Yeah, sure. Um, the funny thing about like her sister's wedding was that prior to, no, they didn't realize, realize that I, I was, I was trans, but they're, they're very like hippie type people. And then mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> conversation about what people would wear, I was like, well, I'd wear a dress. And they're like, you do that. Uh-huh. Like they didn't re- realize what was going on there, but I was beaming. They're Just, like, they were thinking, yeah, you're a man who wants to wear a dress. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. The whole, what do they call that? Uh, I don't want to, oh, a gender, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but she, her her mom was kind of clued in at that point, and she knew, and they're just like, no, no, you're not doing that, you know, because mm-hmm. that was her sister's wedding day, and it was yeah. going to distract from her. But, yeah, I had a miserable wedding day to, I mean, it was a beautiful wedding, but I wanted to be, like, wearing a dress. Yeah. I love yeah, dresses. You didn't come out, was it uh, oct- beginning of November? November 12th. And you came out to, to the whole to family. family. It was a mm-hmm. wonderful experience. Um, by that point, I had come out to my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, um, that we set up a get-together for all of the in-laws, because my family's not even in Oklahoma. Um, so we got uh, all of her family together, and they actually thought that there was going to be a conversation about a health scare, because she had a thyroid issue, um, and they thought they were, we were going to be saying that she had a uh, a cancer issue. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, literally, I just, I, I originally had a, like a big speech, but I just narrowed it down. I said, I just came out and I just, look, I just need you all to know that I'm transgender. And I'm going to be transitioning. And this is the last time you will ever see this version of me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and very, I mean, it was wonderful. Almost immediately, um, my sister-in-law asked me what, what do I want to be called? Um, my niece gets up and starts crying, gives me a big hug. Um, nobody Nobody rejected me. It was the most outstanding coming out ever. That's good. I wish I could have filmed it. Um. Okay. So. So. Go ahead. I just have just a couple questions. (laughs) Fire away. (laughs) So, um, when you guys were thinking about, you know, like. Kira's coming out. She's going to transition. I mean, are you like full on transitioning, taking the estrogen supplements, like just <clears throat> going all the way, doing the whole thing? If if money wasn't an object, it would be it would be a done deal. I've already uh, had enough counseling that I don't I wouldn't have an issue having anybody sign off on like letters or anything. So it's but just a yeah, money she, thing. Yeah, but yes, yeah, she is on estrogen. Yeah, yeah. straight up, for, just 
all the way if money allows going all the way so how christina how how did that like go (laughs) for you were you just like okay are we still together are we still a thing like are we still married were those questions going through your mind what kinds of questions were you asking yourself (laughs) (sighs) well um staying together was always something we wanted to do like i didn't have ever entertained the idea of leaving great but with that being said (laughs) it was a very difficult process I mean I would probably say that within just the last few months I've had a lot more good days than bad days I mean she um she was living full-time as a woman within like three months of her coming out which Uh is very fast for me and that caused a lot of problems and so Um, I guess a little programming note on that. Um, If you're listening to this in the future. um, So August 2016 was about 18 months ago. Uh Um, So not a super long time. No, No. No, actually, a lot of people who transition spend a lot more time. And I will readily admit that I was very selfish in the manner that I went about this. Um, I, I just knew I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. this this was repressed for 39 years and like I said I was drinking myself stupid mm-hmm. and any attempt to slow me down probably would have just continued to make it worse um, but that being said I've been witness to a lot of her grief cycles and it's been extremely painful for me to witness it mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't take any pleasure in the pain that I've brought on her mm-hmm. Yeah, because it would be it, it yeah. would I mean, be going through grief. Yeah, there is a loss. I mean, you end up saying goodbye to your husband. Yeah. You end up saying goodbye to what you thought your life was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's kind of similar to, like, a death. I mean, even yeah. though the person's still physically here, things change how they present, how they want to be referred as. Interests change. I mean... I'm very much introverted, as was she mm-hmm. before coming out. And now she's so much more social and extroverted, and I'm still not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean. Yeah, I kind of have to, like, drag her to a lot of stuff. Um, she's, I don't know if she's ever going to come out of her shell, which is fine. I don't, I don't. She, I, I mean, that's I, I'm introverted, am. too, so yeah. she won't. Yeah. This is just who she is. <laughs> Come over and hang out with her then. Y'all can drink together. So so that's been like a change. I mean, you know, having to kind of deal with her wanting to be more social. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the the, the positive thing is now I always have someone to go shopping with. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I mean, but yeah, there was a lot of grief and a lot of anger and mm -hmm. denial and, you know, but I was always happy for her because... There was this one instance where we had come home after we had gone shopping, and this was just about a month or two after she had come out, and she was trying on her clothes, and she was, like, smiling, and it was the most genuine smile I'd ever seen in, like, the 10 years. Yeah, I think I was crying, out. actually. Well, I think you were. <laughs> but, I there, mean... There is, like, just this point where once you you finally see a reflection of the person that you know you need to be that it's just 
I don't know, it's like unlocking a floodgate. <laughs> and I remember that moment quite vividly, yeah. actually. And it still kind of happens to me sometimes. Um, it's it's kind of like reverse dysphoria. You know, transgender people deal with like dysphoria in a negative aspect where we constantly like kind of reflect and we see um, our former self that we dislike so much. And I still have that a lot. But in that moment, um, the dysphoria was just the exact opposite. Just I was crying because of just um, exuberance, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so it's moments like that that um, you want for the person that you care about and that you love. You want them to be happy and you want them to be comfortable with who they are. And so I always knew that this is what she needed to do. But, you know, it sometimes never made it any easier so yeah Uh, um so i guess i'll go with this question so um prior to um kira's coming out and transitioning Uh um you didn't consider yourself bisexual no yeah so um that would be a um that would be another struggle too that's hard too yeah because i mean i still I identify as a straight woman, mm-hmm. you know, so, but I can remember one evening talking to my mom and going, well, I guess I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and my mom is just like, yeah, no, you're not. And so it was right. kind of like having a conversation with her, mm-hmm. which is kind of confusing to people because they're like, okay, so if you're straight, how is it that you are with someone that is transitioning to female? How are you married to a woman? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, all I can say is through all of this, I've learned that love is a lot more fluid than I thought it could be. Yeah. More people. Yeah. And so, I mean, ultimately, I just remembered why I got married to her. And I got married because she's an awesome person. And she still is. So, yeah. And probably a better person now that she can be who she is. Yeah. So, you know. So, she's... She, she shows emotions a lot more, which is nice because it's a lot more relatable, you know, because, you know, being a woman, you emotions are important to express and to talk about and, to you know, I never felt like free to cry, but I always wanted to. So <laughs> now it's just like, I'm going to bawl my eyes out right now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> which Casey and I are both like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Casey and I are both like an emotional (laughs) analytical types. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. um, No, no, it's, it's not overrated if it's for you. Like nothing is overrated if it is the um, authentic presentation of of you. So, yeah. For sure. Um, That's uh, fascinating though, that you feel all of a sudden like, that's so interesting that you feel so free to express your emotions and that you're more I'm fascinated by that personality change Uh total personality well yeah but it was just kind of like as soon as she came out it was just like these shackles that she had worn all these years were just they just fell away and she was free to express who she was who she is dress how she feels comfortable and you know, I try to wrap my mind about what it would be like if someone came to me and said, hey, you can't be Christina. You can't dress that way. This is what you're going to have to do 
and be forced to be opposite of who I really am. And that's, that's like a very hard, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's a very difficult notion to have to go through life. I think not being able to be who you yeah, are. Yeah, most people can't even, like, fathom yeah. that because, you know, obviously they're all, like, you know, normal. Mm-hmm. So well, to, like, try yeah. and put them in that headspace. Especially um, most Americans where we allow yeah. ourselves to be so free to express yeah. often. I mean, that's yeah. very different in other countries, but dang, that's yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So do, um, one of the questions we've had is, do you all have children? No. 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 Okay. So just dogs and cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are our kids. Yeah. Was there any um, confusion with the dogs and cats? Um, actually, <laughs> Who is no, this thank lady? Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> thank goodness. No. No, they, they've transitioned well. Um, <laughs> we, we, I think we, we wanted kids, but um, things, things happened before my transition that, that stole that, that yeah. from us. And yeah. so it wasn't, it wasn't possible. And, and now that I've, you know, I've had some surgery and. It's it wouldn't be possible in, on my end at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and okay. that and that happens to many couples, no matter. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm too old are. to have kids. You know, and I I have a <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm very adamant that you know there's enough people in the world. That's the thing that gets me is a lot of people who like ridicule trans people is like, oh, you need to procreate because God says, you know. Have you checked the numbers? Because right. uh, there was yeah. a billion people in you know the year nineteen hundred, and now there's <laughs> seven point five billion yeah. people. One hundred and twenty years later, we're all screwed. Mm. <laughs> we <laughs> don't need more people. You're and right. let's just get this straight too: the point of marriage is not kids, right? right. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Um, it's it happens for marriages, yes, and that's great. That's how we're all here. But it's not the point of marriage. <laughs> we have so. them, and then we can't wait to get rid of them. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> they both have kids. Or we have to be talked into them to begin with. Sometimes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I have a three-year-old. Pretty sure she's a terrorist. Oh, <laughs> she's a they cute terrorist, be. though. I better. Keep it on the DL. This is going live on the internet. <laughs> it's pretty it's ir- cool. irreverent on this. Yeah, podcast I've found oh, yeah. as a listener. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and if you want to swear, it's cool. We oh, yeah, I wasn't them. sure because yeah. I know we <laughs> had Sarah on there. Somebody dropped an f bomb, and I think there was something, some mention of a rating or something. I don't no. know. Yeah, yeah, we we have this listed as explicit because we you just want to be free to say yeah. whatever. And okay. so, yeah, well, fuck yeah, <laughs> there you go. So and there's um, the E. <laughs> yeah, I put there it on there anyway, no matter what, because like I don't remember if we said something or not. But um, okay. So um, one question is: Tell us about working as a trucker while transitioning. Like, how accepting have um people you work with been? What are the challenges with that? You know, this is kind of an interesting story because right at the beginning of my transition, I was actually switching companies. I uh, was going to work for. I was leaving the company that I actually currently work for now to go and work for Benny Keith, um, the food delivery company. And so because I was just transitioning in the beginning, um, I, I was really kind of probing their HR policies as best as I could. And I didn't see anything that was like trans positive. Mm -hmm. They are listed on a website in Texas because they're a Texas based company called Mm -hmm. TexasComPetes.org, which is supposedly a pro LGBT 
you know, like a listing of all these businesses in Texas that are very supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't see anything um, while I was in their training process that would have implied that I could have transitioned safely there. So it just made the experience very miserable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually started actually reaching out to my previous employer, the one that I'm currently with now. Mm-hmm. And um, he, my my supervisor had basically kind of... <laughs> He, he he loved me because even when I left, he's like, you know what? If you want to come back, I'll fire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I had even met him on a route. He's just like, you want to come back? You come back. And I'm like, okay, well, I reached, reached out to him and, you know, he's like, yeah, you can come back. I'll, I'll even offer you more money. I was like, that's great. I need to have a conversation with you first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I go into his office, you know, after we set it up and um, I, I when I left the company, I was bald. Okay. So I come in and I'm wearing a wig and I'm wearing women's clothes. I'm trying not to go overboard. I'm not wearing makeup, but, um, I'm not wearing breast forms, but I am wearing women's clothes and a wig and nobody says anything in the office. <laughs> so that's weird. Um, but then I sit down with him and he still doesn't say anything. And, um, I was like, just so you know, I'm transgender. I'm going to be transitioning. And if you're fine with that, uh, you know, I'll work for you. And he gets up and he shuts the door and we have a like, you know, half hour, 40 minute conversation. And he's just like, basically it boiled down to, I don't care if you transition just as long as you don't do the job in a miniskirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so really that's how it panned out. I did actually write a, um, like a coming out letter that he would give to the, the other coworkers. I don't really see them that much. Um, there's really no reason for me to interact with them. But um, it's my understanding that the memo went over well. Um, there's only one person that I think might have had an issue. They've left the company since then. But, you know, everybody else has been very accepting. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Before I actually left this company to go work for Benny Keith, I started having some some changes in my management. I actually started growing out my hair slightly. And I had started painting my fingernails. And my boss, who's my boss now, had said, oh, that's an interesting color. Uh, you know, he's referring to my nail polish and I go, yeah, I'm making a few changes. And he goes, nothing too big, I hope. And I go, not this week. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) Now the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Just not this week. (laughs) So just in your day-to-day work environment, you know, driving around and stopping here and there, it's been fine. It's been uh, you know, what's interesting is I think that a lot of the customers who probably took me as being standoffish are a lot more open with me now. When even in Oklahoma, I expect like a lot of like pushback. You know, I have yet to encounter anybody being rude with me. I've had one bathroom issue huh. and that like left me with like nightmares for a couple months. And then I was just like, I can't let this haunt me because this is my identity. This is who I'm going to be. And I just went back to the bathroom and I've never had a problem since. So um, that that whole bathroom thing is really just a matter of owning it, looking like you belong there, mm-hmm. and yeah. nobody will question it. Don't get me started on the bathroom thing. I'm <laughs> my fucking soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and so um, Kira and Christine are here in o- in OKC. Um, with me, in fact, they're sitting in the room with me right now too. Uh, but um, it's it, OKC is an interesting place mm-hmm. because you you would think that it would be less accepting than it is, and yes, there are pockets of that, and right. there are people who are not accepting at all. But there is still there's also a lot of acceptance if uh-huh. you know 
who who to be around. Yeah. And and even then, even if you don't, like you just find it. Well, I'll tell you, initially I was very nervous, like the first few times that we went out in public mm-hmm. after she transitioned and started presenting, mainly because I was afraid if someone says something, how am I going to react? Yeah. Am I, because, you know, my mom was, because I talked to my mom about those concerns and she was like, you know, you need to be respectful, but firm Mm -hmm. in your reaction. Mm -hmm. And I tend not to be respectful (laughs) when I get angry. (laughs) So, I mean, I was mainly more worried about how I was going to react when we went out, if she had anything negative happen. But I mean, obviously we occasionally get like stares and people I think are trying to wrap their head around, you know us as a couple but for the most part it's we just do what we do and don't really pay attention to what other people yeah nobody's think. ever done anything yeah, to no. us while we're out mm-hmm. but you know what i actually almost want the, i want to see her go mama bear i'm gonna <laughs> I would love to see that she actually gets a lot of compliments about her hair and makeup and clothes whenever we go out. It's so. yeah, and I've been really I've been kind of mean about that. Not 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 so like mean mean, but like she's we've taken we had a photo once that we had posted of us at uh, somewhere at the civic center or something, and one of her friends commented on that photo and complimented me, and I very rudely said, "Oh look, your friends <laughs> like me. They like me better." better. <laughs> I was gonna say, you like jealous? <laughs> Well, you know, you know how girls can be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, am, I am on the second puberty. We can be bitchy. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, overall, like just going out in public, it's, you know, been a, you know, a positive experience. So, which to me is surprising, you know, again, living in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but. I really think a lot of it stems to do with fear because I'm six one and like 260 pounds. And they don't want the possibility that they're going to get a beat down by a girl because by now I have an F on my license and that's how the police report's going to read. <laughs> Somebody got their teeth knocked out by a woman. By a woman. <laughs> but yeah. But no, so. but no, it's been, it's been a good experience. So, I mean, all of our friends and family, you know, like she said, have been very supportive. So, and I know a lot of trans people don't get that. So right. We can't, ourselves is very lucky which I think is important because in the beginning she didn't really want to be visible like be out and like she was like just she just kind of wanted to be under the radar but I think she realized you know it's important for me to speak out and be visible and stand up for who I am and I think that's been a very positive thing because I think it'll down the road give more trans people maybe the confidence to be out and proud of who they are and not feel like they have to there's the important aspect yeah. of visibility here and in the beginning what was very important for me that I thought that I could just blend into society and that's that's really yeah. why I was kind of very not paying attention to her needs and trying to rush my transition because I didn't want to deal with this awkward phase of society just being rude while you're kind of in the in the middle of becoming I just wanted to get to the becoming and I can guarantee you a lot of trans people want to get to that part of just getting to passability so they can just blend it and disappear. Um, and there's, there's kind of a weird feel about passability. A lot of people do it for safety reasons and I don't discount them for doing that. And I think that really, you know, first of all, emotional health is important. So if somebody's going to ridicule you for your transition, I don't discount anybody for needing to do that. And in the beginning, I, I needed to do that for that reason too. What happened was, is I met somebody on Reddit 
who had, you know, seen some of my photos. I've been become very good friends with this individual since then. And they, um, they basically, I started blogging by this point and they told me after they'd seen some of my before pictures in my, my current photos, um, that I should like share my story. And once I actually took them up on that, I actually wrote a post and it's on my, on my blog. You can go to the transition transmission.com and look up the post entitled A Year Out, and you will see photos that, you know, span a lot of my life, all the way back to when I was, like, you know, really heavy, like 450 pounds in high school, all the way up to now. And once I put that out there, it was like the floodgates were open. It's like there's no point in trying to, like, blend in. Um, being passable is not my purpose anymore. My purpose is to prove to people that we have an ability to exist and um that those people who you know think that's necessary need to know that it isn't necessary to um necessarily blend into so much as to be happy society in general needs to realize that we're just seeking happiness and that's the worst part about it is that you know people these days they seem more apt to just ridicule people and i don't understand what that's about you know, we're just wanting to be happy. And I think it's probably a lot of people who themselves are not happy. Oh, absolutely. They're not willing, they're not able, like, they're kind of trying to blend in, but but even blending in is not the right thing for them. And and so they're not happy. And so, yeah, they they don't understand how you're just trying to be happy because they're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got their own damage, and they're going to distract from their damage by, you know, telling you that your damage is worse. Yeah. Mm, right. Yeah. Um, we did get a few questions from some of our um, followers, and one question is um, that I thought was interesting is, what is your health coverage like? like what, um, what kind of, like, have you had any issues with? health coverage um, through transition? Uh, my health coverage, as far as what it covers, is really just hormones and therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, it won't pay for anything else. Mm -hmm. um, like you had said, like there, it, uh, money wasn't an issue. Right. right. Yeah, and so, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm actually debating, uh, actually writing a letter to my company advocating, because mm -hmm. advo advocacy has become kind of like my my new thing. <laughs> um, I do write for the Gailey and you know, if I'm going to stand up in the community, I should probably stand up in my own company. Um, and just tell them, you know, I'm not really going to write for the, for myself because you know, they might have other transgender employees, but the fact of the matter is those employees have children and I want to advocate for the children because yeah. I don't want them to end up like me. You know, once you've got the Adam's apple and the broad shoulders, you can't undo that. Okay. You know, so if they can work that into the healthcare plan and those people can help their kids before all that, you know, that damage takes place, mm -hmm. that is the opportune time to do it. And that's, that's what I'm, you know, I'm kind of like working that thought process in my head. You know, right. do I, do I dare like go write a letter to the CEO? Like, Hey, I'm waving <laughs> this big flag here. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. You know, do I really want to draw that much attention to me? Cause really I'm, I kind of fly under the radar here. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm loved, I'm really loved in this district, but do I want to draw that much attention? But then again, like I said, I, I really do think that um, that's, that's what, you know, what needs to happen is that people in the community need to stand up and draw attention to these issues. Otherwise, you know, things aren't going to change. Yeah. 
I think that's true for any issue. Right. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so let's see what other questions we might have here. Um, so there was a question here about um, high suicide rate amongst um, post-transition trans people. Do you know anything about that or have an opinion about that or it's really like the post-transition suicide that's what, rate? that's what it says i'd like to know how they track a post-transition suicide rate yeah i, I mean, mean once you're transitioned right you know do they have the mortician like checking your internals out i mean right do it dna so here's the, the thing. yeah really yeah. i mean they're yeah. not they're not checking your chromosomes once you're dead okay so mm -hmm. Um, thing is, is that they, the the suicide rate is high. It's like forty one percent for the whole community. They they they've taken the the whole suicide rate uh, of the suicide attempts and actual successes. I guess you want to call a suicide a success, and right. they've spread it across the entire community from you know pre transition to post transition, and then they try and like smack that label on. It. And this is what the right the religious right wants to do is they mm -hmm. want to say you're damaged now and you will be damaged afterwards. Mm. I don't know how you can track a suicide rate mm -hmm. after a transition. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there have been a few. Yeah. But I want you to understand that the that, um, gender dysphoria relates to the distress that we feel from society. Mm. So once you work out the fact that society stops treating us like garbage because they know that we're transgender, mm -hmm. you will watch those suicide rates drop, both yeah. pre and post. So. Yeah. That's what needs to be needs to change is the the feelings of society of, about about our existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see what other. Uh, okay. Um. So, um. We have another question. Um. So, what were you all part of a faith transition? Oh, transition, tra trans, what's what, what, tradition, that's the word. Tradition. <laughs> faith tradition. Faith tradition. Um, before, now, is it the same, different? A faith tradition. Uh, um, like a, a, I, a church or belief system mm -mm. at all? No, I was, uh, I was actually raised Catholic, but, mm -hmm. um, I have not voluntarily gone to church since I was 18. I, I actually kind of aligned myself more as an agnostic than mm -hmm. anything else. Same. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, no, that was never, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I was, even though I was raised Catholic, I mean, you know, we went to church every holy day, Sunday school, church, right. you know, my parents are actually very progressive in their thinking. And so we were just always raised that, you know, you just treat people with respect and that's how I was raised. And that's just how I've always been. And so that's why I knew when we were going to talk to my family that there wouldn't be a problem, even though, you know, you're talking to these staunch Catholics, mm -hmm. but they were really cool about it. So, you know, yeah. her her mom had an interesting perspective because you know one of the one of the reasons why I kind of got burned out on God, especially really young, is I spent a lot of time as a child praying that you know He would fix me. Yeah. And I, I, I and I hate the fact that I even just gendered him. I know. <laughs> I hate gendering I God. On that. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. You know, they they want us to add the give God the D, and I don't. I hate doing that. I just can't. <laughs> Yes, but, there, it, God does not have some big cosmic dick, okay? Yeah, right. Just, nope. no. Write no. that down. Um, <laughs> hashtag. Yes, hashtag. God doesn't have a big cosmic dick. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I spent a lot of time as a child praying that he would fix me, and obviously he didn't, so I was very bitter about that. And when I mentioned this issue to her mom, um, her mom pointed out that, you know, 
perhaps God, in his infinite wisdom, chose this time for me to transition. And if you really think about it, I was praying these prayers in the mid 80s. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to transition in the mid 80s? They stuck people like me in mental hospitals. Yeah. You know, rubber rooms and, you know, straitjackets and stuff. So, yeah. you know, she might have a point. You know, I'm still not really buying into the whole faith thing. I did go through a very religious period in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I did touch on this in the blog. Um, there's an entry called Leap of Faith that, that covers the whole thing. It even explains the, why I have a cross tattooed on my chest and what it, what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that there's a lot of really good values that Christ, you know, spoke about. Mm-hmm. But it's all that other crap that people are trying mm-hmm. to say, like, oh, stuff that happened before him that he never preached. Yeah. I'm like, well, your your faith is called Christianity. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to push stuff that he didn't talk about mm-hmm. down my throat? Mm-hmm. Also same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. So um any other questions that you have? Um I think that maybe well covers a lot of questions that we've had. Um, not so. Um, here you have a blog, absolutely. Um, how would people find that if they wanted to learn more about? Um, okay, though, the blog is actually I originally started it to for my purposes, but right now I've opened it up and there's some other um trans people that I've allowed to start writing on it. Mm-hmm. But you can find it by just going to www.thetransitiontransmission.com. Or you can go to medium.com and, and search for the publication, The Transition Transmission. Um, that's the easiest way to get it. There's also a Facebook page, and I also have an Instagram. So you can all see what I look like in real life. And those are under the same um, the same name? The They're Transition all Transition. The Transition Transmission. Cool. Um, and it... Christina, would you like people to contact you online or no? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say no. Well, I mean, t- totally um, okay. as a spouse, it, um, you know, it's important, I think, to have support. And that's something I think mm-hmm. that's really hard to come by. I mean, I searched high and low online mm-hmm. for spouse support of transgender individuals. And I came across a lot of support groups for family members who have like, like gay children or, you know, uh, their spouse came out as gay or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that's not really the same. Not quite right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Not quite. I found a couple of support groups online, but they seemed kind of dead. There wasn't a lot of like conversations going on. And, Mm -hmm. um, even trying to find a support group here locally has been difficult until recently. The diversity center actually Mm -hmm. has, you know, support groups for gender diverse individuals and their family and friends. So that is a nice option, but even then a lot of spouses don't show up Mm -hmm. for various reasons, Mm -hmm. Uh, either because the spouse has left or the spouses haven't come to terms or they just Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so you can show up, but if other spouses, yeah, I mean, if you show up and there's no one there to, right. You know, talk to which I mean I admit I don't go to a lot of the meetings just mm-hmm. mainly because my work schedule kind of prohibits mm-hmm. it but I've been to a couple of them and it's helpful because mm-hmm. as a spouse you can just kind of go off into a room with another counselor and just 
you can literally talk garbage about your transgender spouse, you know, <laughs> and, and you have well, you have a good I mean, reason to. Well, some okay, so sometimes spouses just have to talk sometimes garbage about each other. I mean, you know, and I mean, it's just nice having a common um, dialogue with someone that understands what you're going through because yeah. you can have family and friends that are like, "Hey, I'm willing to listen," but sometimes you want to talk to someone that knows firsthand what it's like. Yeah. So, um. I mean, if people want to contact me, I mean, I'm happy to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still, you know, learning through the mm-hmm. whole process. I wonder, but. should maybe, if there are spouses um, of uh, trans people, should they maybe go to um, Kira's blog and contact there and then be transferred to you? Or would that be? Uh, I mean, I do have a Facebook page, but I mean, it's kind of just my own personal <laughs> crazy yeah, I mean, they, they, could, they could probably contact her via, like, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Along with the hundreds of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. It's crazy how many people reach out to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. And you could share my, like, email or something. Okay. I mean, I could share my email. Okay. Um, That's a little bit easier to uh, control uh, yeah. than a Facebook yeah. page. Uh, my email would be uh, brown-eyed-girl. Yeah, both because I am one and I like the Van Morrison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Internet and, high five. Yeah, there you go. Um, so brown eyed girl, eleven thirteen. If I can spell it right in my notes here. What was brown eyed girl? What eleven thirteen uh, uh, at gmail dot com. Cool. And we'll put that in the show yeah. notes too. So, but yeah. Um, I think just, and I think some spouses too, just, they don't want people to know that they're married to mm-hmm. a trans person because, mm-hmm. you know, they also have a lot that they can, they need to consider, you mm-hmm. know, family, friends, job and. Right. Because even though you would consider yourself um, a straight woman, people mm-hmm. would see you as right. A lesbian and there's mm-hmm. um, implications that come from that yeah. in society yeah yeah totally. so I mean I try to do what I can to like share my story because I also think it's important for me to also stand up and say I love someone that's transgender because yeah. I think that that validates their existence as well exactly so I think that's important yeah awesome Christina that's beautiful <laughs> I'm just gonna say I mean, I mean yeah. she wrote a post on the, that's on the on the transition transmission as well, and every spouse should read that post. Mm-hmm. It, it was uh, to have and to, to hold. Was it to have and hold? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I thought it was to love and to cherish. Maybe it was a vow, oh, I don't know. but I, I I can guarantee you. Every, <laughs> I slept since. <laughs> you all should like read it because you'll be yep. crying. You I'm, will cry. I'm, already cr- I'm tearing up right now. This five that doesn't cry, but yeah, it is, it's a wonderful <laughs> post. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll put a direct link to that um, in the show notes too, so okay. um, everyone can read through that. So. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you thank for you. joining us. Um, thank you. And thank you for the beer. You're really welcome. Good. Yeah. I'll have to get some of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and have a wonderful night. Me thank too. You. Thank you. So feedback time. Um, we don't have any new reviews. I don't know what's going on, but um, 
You all need to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. I don't even use Apple Podcasts, and I left a review for the pastor. It's like I had to download iTunes onto my laptop so that I could then go and review them. So, like, y'all can do that, too. (laughs) But anyway, we know you love us. You keep listening to us. Truth. Come on. We do get downloads. And literally dozens of you actually send us money, too. So, I mean, come on. Literally dozens. I haven't done one yet, Becky. Oh. But see, well, I want to see how this whole experiment goes and how, how you know, how that goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Case is going to, um, like, just, like, flame us after she's done with guest yeah. hosting. Yeah. It'll be like, what is it? Um glassdoor.com after you leave your job (laughs) (laughs) or whatever inside what is that other one yeah yeah just wait (laughs) just wait it's coming (laughs) (laughs) um i can we delete one star reviews i don't know anyway um did you get one did we get one? No, no. Talking about you, Casey. Just oh, talking mine. About you. <laughs> exactly. No, it'll be a five star. It's just what I'm going to write that you're going to have to worry about. Oh, that's fine. I, I for one, welcome whatever you'll write, so long as you go five Hashtag stars. I don't care. Callie's mouth shut. <laughs> okay, so then um, we'll go on to Twitter feedback. Um. Tracy with a Y at Ukulele Tracy said, thank you at Twisted Sisters for talking about lung cancer and stigma. I've gotten to know some of the most amazing lung cancer warriors through at Free to Breathe. My hope is that people will start to give a damn when we put a face on this disease. Hashtag and bite me. Hashtag LCSM. Hashtag 433 a day. Hashtag no stigma. Oh my gosh. All- oh, oh, go ahead. No. I was at a training, I was at a training for like disaster relief for FEMA and there's Mm -hmm. like all these people who do like first responders and stuff for disasters and they get lung cancer because of the air conditions. And I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, that would be another really big one that people aren't even thinking about a reason why people get lung cancer other than just smoking. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that people who smoke should have any less research or any less. I'm just saying there are more reasons than smoking than people get lung cancer. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't matter. But it was just interesting that that happened to pop up after we did that episode. Anyway, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Um, uh, Tracy with Y also at Ukulele Tracy also said I pastor podcast and at Twisted Sisters retired from my favorite podcast but the sisters just took first place with this episode balls in your court fellas don't you want to be in the top spot <laughs> they don't care that much we'll take it <laughs> are you saying they're jerks uh, they I don't say keep that their balls. <laughs> keep their balls <laughs> yeah they can keep their balls we don't want them <laughs> Um, My headache's starting to go. (laughs) Here come the hashtags. At Lounge Iguana, at Twisted Sisters, listening to number 59, Moulin Rouge rocks. What Baz Luhrmann does with the music is incredible. Yeah, it does. Agreed. Okay, let's see here. What else we got? And there's also a back, a back and forth between um, Tracy and the bastards. 
So we're going to skip through that. Um, Shane Lancaster at Love as Christ. At Twisted Sisters, no talk of the well-crafted political arguments of Black Panther. I love the pseudo King Jr. versus Malcolm X philosophical battle. Thanks for a great episode. Hashtag invite me. Yeah, I completely missed it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, you know what? I saw that again. too. Uh, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's totally brilliant. Thanks, who, Shane, who for pointing that out. Shane. Shane Lancaster, oh, yeah. Shane, I um, am going to have to first research what you just said and then watch Black Panther again. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I definitely You're obviously watch it smarter than me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he is paying more attention, I guess. Than, I, than, yeah, I get see what he was saying with that, for sure. You've got your more peaceful yeah. approaches and then your militant approach. Right. Yeah, both were... Both had the same goal, but they went about it a different mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan at Matt Walsh to the sun. Um, <laughs> Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> How do you say duh, Anne? Duh, Anne. Duh, Anne. Yeah. Because he uh, calls me Case. He was asking me how to pronounce my name. Uh-huh. And I said, I guess he looked on my, you know how Facebook will show how to pronounce your name? Uh-huh. Yeah. And he, so he started just writing that out. K S E E. So I call him Diane. Diane. <laughs> um, at Twisted Sisters, your interview with Darcy was great. Never realized about the stigma. Also, Callie's assessment of the Black Panther ending was wrong. Sorry, friend. Such a great ending. Don't want to spoil anything on Twitter. <laughs> so oh. we might have to take that because uh, Diane is also not in the um, tavern. So we might have to take that to um, the pub to see what he means. But. Um, I refuse yeah. to take it to the pub. You're gonna have to spend the dollar and bring it to the tavern. Yeah, yeah and you have to um like I a will dollar. fight you in the mud ring in the middle of the tavern. So Kelly, <laughs> how does um Matt Wal- Walsh to the sun um get into the tavern? <laughs> he can pay a dollar at our Patreon. Oh wait, did you ask me or did you ask Casey? <laughs> no, I was I, laughing. Oh, too I might. I don't know if I said Casey or not, but I meant Kelly. <laughs> pay a dollar at our patreon and uh that is uh patreon backslash uh patreon.com patreon.com forward slash slash. i am an idiot i I am (laughs) off social you have migrated everything yeah it is patreon.com slash uh twisted sisters just like you see Mm -hmm. on our um cool little logo that pops up when you watch our or watch our when you listen to our podcast (laughs) It's a good thing Something you're not watching like our that. podcast because I look like shit right now. <laughs> so there you go. I, I actually took a shower after my run because I had people here. <laughs> I literally just got I up would from not laying have. in the dark and came yeah. out here. Uh, okay, so um, closing up or wrapping up here. Um, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a re- review on Apple Podcasts. Please write a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Um, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you at patreon.com slash twisted sisters. Support us on Patreon to get sisters swag, bonus content, and even help shape the content of the show. And any um, amount gets you into the Twister Twisted Tavern, where we talk about all kinds of things. Um, and um, support each other in our joys and um, trials. So, uh, okay. You all don't have very many hashtags, but what do you have? 
I have, Callie, you, I have you, hashtag you had tiny podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that one's cute. And hashtag sober Callie, which mm. is probably another reason for not so many hashtags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tend to think things are a lot funnier when I'm wasted. Sorry, people. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I've got hashtag don't do the job in a miniskirt. I have that too. Um, hashtag there's an F on my driver's license, which I heard <laughs> that completely different when he, when she said it. True. I was like an F. I'm like, an F. That's not good. Oh, yeah, oh, you mean female. Um, All yeah. right. <laughs> and obviously, you know, hashtag God doesn't have a big cosmic dick. <laughs> yes. I like that one. Um, Okay, so I have um, hashtag looks like a bomb went off. (laughs) Hashtag losing a friend. These are all about me. (laughs) They will for a little bit. Um, Hashtag not legal in the U.S. Oh, God. Hashtag mushroom cut. What was that? That was that was your husband's haircut in high school. (laughs) Mushroom haircut, yeah. (laughs) Hashtag female Indiana Jones. Hashtag she's normal, which I don't know what that was from. That was that was the female Indiana Jones. She is normal. She has normal. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Hashtag four is your lucky number. Hashtag woman quiz. Hashtag the evidence was piling up. Huh. Ha- hashtag hippie type people. Hashtag love is a lot more fluid. Hashtag like yeah. Hashtag like the shackles fell away. Hashtag I'll fire somebody. <laughs> hashtag don't just don't do the job in a miniskirt. Hashtag want to see her go mama bear. <laughs> Hashtag on the second puberty. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag we can be bitchy. <laughs> Hashtag just wanted to get to the becoming. And hashtag things are funnier when I'm wasted. Definitely. <laughs> True. Um, I like um God doesn't have a cosmic a big cosmic dick for a hashtag. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that seems like it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I think so, unless there's <laughs> another one that you all like. But but I like the love is a lot more fluid for. Mhm. Yeah, I love that great title. That's I that that's one. the one that I like when she said it. I'm like, that's the title. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Okay. So if you have listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up at Twisted Sisters on Twitter with the hashtag God doesn't have a big cosmic dick. Uh, I'm at Seville NMD Becky. And I don't have a Twitter. I'm at Octung Casey, A C H T U N G C A S E Y. And I'm not German. I swear I'm not German. Not German. Yeah, At all. Yes. I mean. <laughs> Matt, Brad, and Michael. She's not German. <laughs> it's a U2 reference, people. Come on. Preach. No, they know. No, I know they do. Um, 
Uh, now that we've mentioned them, uh, check out our Bros and Glorious Bastards on their um, Apple Podcast or Podbean or whatever feed you listen to us on. And uh, give them some traffic too, as if as if they need more. Whatever. <laughs>